you're tuned in to the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. Powerful ideas to rock your restaurant. Here's your host, Roger Bodwin. Hey, everyone. Roger back at you. And I can't thank you enough for listening and tuning in to each weekly episode. We have so much support for the podcast, and it's really great when people reach out and thank me personally for it. A recent listener sent a post to Facebook. It was really cool. It says, this was an amazing episode. Loved it. Thank you, Roger, for all the inspiring videos. Thank you very much for the uh, for the support. I appreciate that. This week's big episode is all about bar and restaurant promotions, and what are the most profitable promotions you can do in your operation in 2020. We're also going to be talking about what most owners do and why it isn't working, the importance of building a list and lead generation. Once you've built that list, how to market those promotions to that list and how to upload those promotions to social media, very important. We're also going to be talking about Discounting, pros and cons. Some people discount. Some people think it's bad to discount. There's a plus and a minus to it depending on your approach and your promotional value that you put behind the discount. So the most profitable ways of promoting your operation in 2020 upcoming. Stay tuned. And by the way, if you're looking for new ways to increase sales in your restaurant, train your staff, or maximize your restaurant profits, head on over to restaurantrockstars.com. In addition to the podcast, we have a blog page, lots of complimentary resources to help you run a stronger operation, and turnkey restaurant systems that will improve your operation. Thanks for listening, and here's the episode. Welcome back, everyone, to the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. These are engaging topics that help restaurants and bars rock their profits, build their brands, and deliver amazing guest service experiences. With me today is Mr. Nick Fosberg, and he is the president and CEO of Bar Restaurant Success. He helps clients on a global level increase profit. Hey, welcome to the show, Nick. It's good to talk to you again. What's going on, Roger? How are you? I'm doing well, Nick. Very well. You know, you and I first met a couple of years back. It was the National Restaurant Association show in Chicago. Now, that's a very competitive speaking gig. So it's obviously a testament to what you offer your clients and your success in the industry. But let's talk about how you got that gig. Um, how I got the gig speaking in uh, Chicago? Yeah. How'd that whole thing come about? Um, actually, it came from uh, John Taffer. He had reached out to me by email because I had spoke at the nightclub and bar show a couple years before that. Um, and when he had, I don't know if it's still like this today, but three, four years ago, he took over the bar show there, uh, reached out, said he needed, uh, uh, wanted me to do my presentation on 30 powerful bar promotions. And then the year after that, we did uh, how, to, how to double your loyal customers um, and dominate your competition is what, what that was called. So that, that's how I got started there, but it all had started pre- previously in, in Vegas at the nightclub and bar show. Now, that's so cool that you get these industry speaking gigs. Um, you've definitely got a lot of experience, all these promotional ideas. We're going to get into a lot of that. But before we do, Nick, let's talk about your backstory. How did you first get into the bar and restaurant business? Uh, yeah, so I uh, pretty much grew up on a bar stool. My dad's owned bars for 45 plus years. So I was grown up into the business, started going in uh, when I was 13 after middle school, 
in the kitchen, you know, just doing prep work, dicing onion peppers. Uh, my senior year, I actually had taken over one of the kitchens, uh, doing all the ordering scheduling while I was still a senior, because uh, my dad had opened up another place and he took his main guy from over there. Uh, long story short, just as I got older and older, um, you know, I stepped started bartending then managing and uh wanted to own my own place and uh, never had the opportunity to have my dad give me a piece of the action and um so you know i just kept bartending for him and then one day he walks in the office and is just like he's all pissed off and frustrated he says i'm gonna sell this fucking place and uh that's when i looked at him um i'll always remember i says I'll buy it. And he says, you want to buy it? And I says, yeah. And he gave me a price and he says, I says, okay, perfect. And he said, do you have the money? And I said, no, but I will get it because that was my dream. I want to have my own bar. I didn't want to work for tips anymore. Um, and long story short, about eight months after that, I had, you know, found lines of credit. I had done some real estate stuff in the past, found some investors, paid them 10% on their money, guys who believed I could make it work. Um, and that's how I got started. Um, from there. And, uh, Casey's pub was the very first uh, bar I owned, which I took over from him. And my dad did do me a big favor. Uh, you know, I, I was short about 150 grand that he needed up front. He financed that for me. He says, Hey, 0% interest for, for you, which helped, but he says, I Sweet want the money. Gig. He says, I want the money back in three years minimum. And okay. so yeah. I, I made that happen. Uh, you're motivated to make that happen. Yes. Yes, exactly. So that, that's how I got started. Um, yeah. If you want to know a little bit more, the the beginning was not uh, that easy. It was pretty rough, actually. I knew how to manage a bar. I didn't know how to run an actual business. And from my experience now, I see that's where a lot of restaurant owners and bar owners get in trouble is that Absolutely. they know how to do one side of the business, but you know they might know how to cook. They don't know how to run a business. They might know how to bartend and, and get people in the door, but they don't know you know the taxes and everything else that comes with it and actually growing and being a leader to your team as well. Um, so within the first eight months, I was paying the bar's bills out of my own pocket. Uh, you know, tips was my only income. I remember writing a check to our bud rep for beer and uh, I was negative, wrote that check anyways. But I knew that if I kept going down this route, you know, I would soon be out of business. I needed more customers in the door, I, which marketing is the key to doing that, right? You want more customers, market, get people in there. Well, I was already spending a thousand, twelve hundred, sometimes fifteen hundred bucks on TV, radio, newspaper, texting, email, social media. I mean, I was doing it all. And this was eight, nine years ago before Facebook was the place to, you know, to advertise your bar or your restaurant. Um, but I was doing it all wrong, right? I mean, it wasn't working. Long story short, I became a marketing junkie, reached out to a marketing coach who I had found and was studying and, and liked their background. Spent eight grand, flew out to see him, a guy by the name of Dave D uh, out in uh, Atlanta. Uh, scared us one of the most scariest times in my life to fork out eight grand, but I put on a credit card and figured I had nothing to lose. And pretty much he told me, it taught me a totally different way to promote my bar um, versus just saying, Hey, here's our specials, right? Promote, here's our wings. Here's our taco special. Like that's all I was doing was just trying to brand and, and put our logo out there and, and shout out our prices and hope people would come in. But I didn't know if it was, well, it definitely wasn't working, but even if it was slightly, where were they coming from? Were they coming from radio, right? Were they coming from social media? Were they coming from direct mail? You know, I had no clue where people were coming in from because there's no way to track it by just shouting out your specials, 
Yeah, that's that shotgun approach that most restaurant and bar owners are, are using right now. It's like, yeah, what do we do? Direct mail, TV, radio, print. And unless people are walking in your door saying, hey, Nick, you're a great guy. I just heard your ad on the radio and that's what brought me in. You'll never know if it's there's any ROI to it. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, <laughs> do you want me to kind of go into what he taught me? And, yeah, uh, what, that, what, let's double- start there. Okay. Um, so honestly, it, it's, you know, good old direct response marketing where, um, you know, all those medias are great to use, but you got to be able to way to track and manage that and uh, be able to, you know, obviously track the results. So what he said, you know, very first thing is like, we need to be able to capture people's contact information. And the only way we're going to be able to do that, or the reason why is so we have a list of customers that we know who actually want to do business with us. And he says, the best way to do that is put a great offer out there in front of people um, get them to raise their hand and say, Hey, Nick, I want to do business with you. Here's my information. Send me the offer. And this is when the light bulb went off in my head. He's like, who would you ever rather market to about a new special, new promotion, three, four, five, six months down the road than these people, you know, they're telling you, here's my information. I want to do business with you. And that's when it went off in my head. I'm like, that makes so much sense to build a list of customers. Right. And it's the good old fishbowl strategy, but I feel a lot of people do it wrong with just cheap offers um, or sign up to our newsletter. Like you're not going to get that many people signed up. So the one thing I thought about was just like, how can I put out the greatest offer out there, but also do this in a way where it doesn't hurt my brand, where it doesn't look like I'm desperate to get customers in the door, right? Um, so learning a lot about copywriting and, and and how to write great ads and how to communicate a personal message, um, you know, that is really what helped with me building instant trust credibility relationship with people through our marketing. So this is where we started going out on Facebook and the very first uh, offers I was doing, um, he says, you know, think about the lifetime value of a customer versus a front first time sale. Cause he suggested, he says, why don't you do 50 cent off, 50% off on their bill, good up to $20 off. And I'm like, I can't do that. I, I can't afford to do that. And he says, think about it. With your margins, would you at least break even on that? I says, yeah. He says, so would you be upset with yourself if you were able to get 100, 200, 300 brand new people in your doors at a break-even standpoint? I says, no. He says, how many of those do you think would come back if you give them a good experience? I says, well, probably most of them. He says, okay. Well, and then he said this to me too. He says, well, what's a loyal customer worth to you? And I said, well, you know, some guys are in five, six days a week spending 20 bucks, 100 bucks a week. He says, so $5,200 a year? I says, yeah. He says, so if you got 10 more people just like that and you're able to get them in the door to break even standpoint, you know, over time, that's an extra 52 grand a year, 20 customers, a hundred grand a year. And I'm like, shit, this can't be right. But I never thought of it that way. You know, so it's all about the strategy of like how, what, what really helped was being aggressive of getting new people in the door, telling them why I was doing this and being honest. Hey, I want to give you this offer. I'm not making much money from it. I just want you to come in. I'm going to give you a great experience. You're going to love our food. You're going to love our staff. And you're going to be blown away when you walk out the door. That's my goal, right? And if that happens, what I'm hoping happens is you come back time and time again in the future, right? As, as a normal, right. normal customer. Um, and just being upfront and honest with people about that, it, it really stands out. And then they understand why you're doing what it is you're doing and not that this is some kind of fake offer. You're desperate to get people in the door. You're just being upfront and honest with people. Um, and that's what really changed my business. Cause now I got, you know, a couple thousand people within 60 days who signed up for this offer. 
you know, a good majority, 20, 25% of them came in, but I could track where they came from. Did they sign up from Facebook? Did they come in and redeem it? You know, I could see the total check averages after that. But now when I had a new promotion and this is what I did, um, the next thing I did is after I had a list of about 1,500, 2,000 people, we started a, a we did a three-step email campaign, and this is really what got my got people's attention in the industry and how I started speaking as well. Is I copied this for other bar and restaurant owners when when I started Bar Restaurant Success, but I sent out a three-step email campaign to get people to book their party at at our our bar. And again, at the time, I had a very small kitchen, right? Um, and I did these in. I made all my money in alcohol, pretty much. You want to go to my bar for food. We got a big kitchen there now, completely different story, but back then, so I thought, you know, me and Dave, my marketing coach, we were just thinking, you know, how can we get more parties and events because people are coming in, they're drinking more, what have you. So we put a three-step email campaign saying, hey, we're giving 10 of these party packages away. We can't afford to do any more. My accountant will slap me in the face if I do it. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to do a free pizza pasta buffet uh, for up to 20 to 30 people. Again, only 10 people, first 10 that sign up. Um, and we booked... It was like 36 or 38 parties from that. We were trying to book as many as we can, but we created that urgency. But it was costing me about three bucks. I was ordering them uh, the pizzas from my buddy Frank, who owns a place called Napoli's right up the street. I was paying $6 for a large one-topping pizza at the time. Um, and then uh, we were doing the pasta. My wife was cooking the pasta at our house and would bring it in. So it was costing us about three, let's just even say four bucks a person to feed, but they're spending 15 to $20 in drinks. And now you get this one person saying, hey, I want to bring 20, 30 of my friends in here. Now they're doing all the marketing for me, bringing people in the door. They have a good experience. Then it's a snowball effect. And then that's when our party booking stuff really took off because we did this deal because we couldn't get them in with our food. We didn't even have the capacity to do it. So we had to create the right food package that made sense for us and also seemed like a good value to someone else, you know? And that's really what doubled our business was starting with that and then thinking of the strategy, how do we use this list to create big paydays in our business? Um, and uh, I've done that for a lot of other, you know, of our, our clients doing anywhere, they did anywhere from, you know, $8,100 to almost $60,000 in sales for one steakhouse in Texas. From sending out the same exact three emails, just their offers and packages were yeah. a little bit different. Awesome. Yeah, that that's incredible. Like talk about a return on investment and how that $8,000 investment in working with a marketing coach really paid off by giving you these unique ideas that you put your own spin on, of course, but you made it work. And now you're teaching other people. And this is just one idea. Yeah, it, it definitely changed my life. Um, for sure for investing into a business coach. I still do to this day. I have ever since then because it's always good just to bounce ideas back off of, of other people. Sure. Um, a book that everybody should should get and read, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. He talks about that. the yep. yeah, talks about the importance of masterminds and surrounding yourself with people who are smarter than me. You know, and I, I don't like in uh, another one of my mentors, Brian. Um, he has a saying that he puts up on his walls and, and talks about it all of our uh, all the events that he has uh, that you don't want to be or uh, if you're the smartest person in the room you're in the wrong room meaning <laughs> awesome. surround yourself with people who are a hell of a lot smarter than you I like you know? that so that that's one thing I try to I try to do and why I like going to conventions and meeting other owners and and you know GMs and uh, operators who you know are, are smart or just one little thing you can learn from someone. Just this one strategy of lead capture versus, you know, 
putting your message out there to the masses was a huge game changer. Well, let's talk about ideas and lead gen, because that is such a big deal. I mean, building a list, I mean, what's the key to building a powerful list that responds to that list? Very simple, a great offer. But behind that great offer, a yeah. reason to why you're making that offer. So many people are skeptical on online these days that, oh, they're just doing this and they're not going to yeah. send it to me or, you know, why, why are they doing this? So when you could tell people why you're doing it, and I like to be upfront and honest with people when I'm going after new customer, customers, it's a much stronger offer. I try to break even on the front end. I'm not trying to say, hey, come in and get 10% off. Mm -hmm. Like, okay you get a dollar off your, your bill of a $10 meal. You know, it's like, you got to come up with something good. So a great offer. And it's not rocket science. I mean, there's all these guys on Facebook now or coming from click funnels and all these places who are now experts, never worked a day in the bar or restaurant business, you know, all saying, Hey, we each other to get new customers. It's not rocket science. Come up with a great offer and you're going to get people in the door. But the key is, is a back end strategy to turn them into loyal repeat customers, to build instant trust credibility with them before they even step foot in your doors. And that all comes from the messaging that they get when they first sign up for your offer. Because just because they signed up doesn't mean they're going to walk in. Yeah, You got to use the written word. You got to warm these people up. You got to persuade them to actually come in and take advantage of that offer. Get them excited. Future pace of what they're going to experience right when they walk in the door and what's going to happen when they leave, how to feel when they walk outside your door. And when you use that type of messaging within your marketing, you get people in the door. And if your staff can deliver on that, um, you know, they're, they're going to be back again. Now, one thing I want to bring up that's really, really important. I teach this to everybody is called damaging admission. And this is something I learned in the copywriting world uh, from a guy by, by the name of Dan Kennedy. He just passed not too long ago, but what damaging admission is, is where you are not a hundred percent, where you kind of talk down on yourself a little bit and let people know that you're human. So I tell people in the very first message when they get it from me that, hey, thanks for signing up. I'm Nick. Here's who I am. Here's what you're going to experience. I say, hey, I'm going to be upfront and honest with you. We do not run a perfect bar restaurant business. It's almost impossible to run a perfect bar restaurant business. And if anybody tells you different, they're lying. You know, there's going to be mistakes. A server might have a bad day. A cook might overcook something. It happens. We're human. We're not perfect. It's rare that that happens here at Casey's Pub or Fozzie's Bar and Grill, but it does happen from time to time. With that said, if you ever come in, you ever have a bad experience with service, the food, whatever it may be, you have my email address. Reach out to me before you go on social media and talk bad you know, about us. And if I don't do anything to fix it, if you don't like the way I take action to help you and, and solve this situation, by all means, say what you need to say on Yelp and, and Facebook and whatnot. I but like it. Understand this does happen. And this from the very beginning just like blows people away because they've never been talked to, marketed to like that before. You're building instant trust, credibility, relationship with people before they ever step foot in the door. You're being honest and upfront with them. So it's important because to us, we understand the bar restaurant business. We, we live it, right? So we get it. We understand mistakes happen. People don't get that, right? The average person doesn't really think the way that we think and understand. So we need to teach and educate them that before they come in, that there is a chance that they're going to not get the greatest experience. It can happen. It's rare, 
but it's possible for anybody to have a bad day. Yeah. A girl could trip and boom, there goes a spaghetti on the white shirt. You know, I mean, shit happens, but it's good to bring that stuff up and say, Hey, I'm here for you. My number one focus is your experience, customer experience. I can't be there every day. I can't babysit people and walk around with them. You know, it's impossible. We do our best training. We do what we can, you know, and 95% of the time people have a great experience. The other 5% little mistakes happen. Come to me. I'll fix it. Email me at your table. I don't care, you know, but just being that upfront and honest with people, it does wonders. Well, transparency builds credibility and your honesty. I love that approach. I think that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And treating people like their opinion matters and it's important to you. Um, you know, it's interesting. A friend of mine runs a restaurant and he came up with a very unique idea that I also liked. And it's rare, but, you know, occasionally, like you said, stuff happens in this business that we can't control. And we want to put a positive spin on that. So you can get somebody on your side by sort of asking them if they would be a secret shopper for your restaurant. Please come back. Give us another chance. And by the way, I would love to host you for a meal. If you give me your feedback on did things improve, what, you know, what, what are your opinions on the service we're delivering here? And I like that as well. No, I, th that's a very good idea. And it's funny you brought that up because it's something I've just been thinking about starting using my email list, letting people know, yeah. hey, I'm looking for a couple secret shoppers. You're going to eat and drink for free. If you're interested in doing this, let me know and then, you know, get three, four, five qualified people, but have them go in on certain shifts where I want them watching certain people. But, you know, that's what I love about email. I mean, especially when you're writing personalized emails like that, people will open them. I hate when people say, oh, oh email marketing doesn't work. Social media doesn't work. You're right. It doesn't work if you don't know how to use it. Right. But if you're just continually, especially with email, just saying, hey, here's our specials, here's our specials, here's our specials. And you're just shouting your specials at them. The last thing they want to do is open up your email. Maybe you're very, very, very loyal customers, but the other 90 percent of the people on your email list just get tired of it. So it's like you got to tell personal stories. You got to make give them, you know, offers from time to time. I'm not saying every one you need to give offers, but just come up with different offers. Yeah, talk about your promotions, um, but not just the same thing over and over. Hey, here's what we got going on this week, you know? You know, that's interesting. We built a tremendous list in my one of my former restaurants simply by sending out a bi-monthly newsletter, but it was very interactive. It was very personal. I wrote every one of them. And not only do we talk about upcoming events and what's going on and what's new and different, we always ended with a trivia question for prizes. And oh. like, the yeah, it was awesome. And so many people, like it took me a lot of time to respond to all these because I wanted to personally respond to them. And after a while, I farmed that out to someone else who worked for me. But nonetheless, we gave away prizes for the first four or five people that correctly answered our trivia questions. And yeah. then if that didn't get participation also. Yeah, people love winning stuff. I mean, course, anytime yeah, you can right? do some kind of prize. But yeah, I mean, that's important. And so many bar restaurant owners look at that as a cost, right? Oh, that's yeah, just another yeah. cost. No, that is an investment yes, into your customers, and it's going to come back 10x. And that's why so many places are not doing the greatest is because, you know, they've done marketing and it hasn't worked for them. Yeah, yeah. because, and that was a cost because you didn't know what you were yeah. doing or maybe didn't use the right strategies. And it's just yeah. like, it works. It's just figuring out the best ways to make it work and, and testing it on a smaller scale. But um, no, those those quizzes and, and newsletters absolutely work. Um, yeah, 
there's some money that goes into it, but you got to invest back into your customers, you know, and that is a great way to do it with newsletters. Let's talk about viral offer campaigns. What can you tell us okay. about that? Yeah. So uh, I, I came up, I quoted it as the VOP offer, right? The viral <laughs> offer promotion. And it really ties in exactly with what I was talking about with the very first offer uh, that I did for our, uh, for, for Casey's, you know, the 50% off, get up to $20. But in order to make that offer go viral, one thing that we started doing um, for, for ourselves and for our clients, and this isn't just for this offer, but for any kind of lead generation offer is we're telling people uh, that in order to get it, and there's two different ways to go about doing this. You can't do it with ads. I mean, you can, you just don't get the best results with it. But on a Facebook post, for example, we tell people, hey, we're giving away this offer, you know, whatever it may be, but we want, we got to create engagement, right? We want to put this thing in front of thousands of people with the least amount of money possible. So we'll tell them to make, hey, here's, here's the offer. Here's the promotion. You explain it. And then the call to action is if you want to receive this, number one, first share this post tag or tag a friend, you know, tag two friends who may want this offer as well. So you get the one person hitting two people or three people. Um, and then after that, go to this link, you know, to, to sign it up or to receive. And then, so what we're doing first is getting them to engage and make sure this is either being shared. So we've done it where share it and then tag two of your friends um, and then, uh, and then the call to action of going to the web page to download or not download, but entering your information to then receive that, that offer. So we've done that really, really well with, um, uh, with Facebook. Um, you used to be able to do this with ads where you would tell people to like and share, but now Facebook's algorithms pick that up. And if you ask people to like or share or comment in yeah. a paid ad, no they kidding. are not going to show that to anybody. So the days that we used to do this and mm -hmm. with ads, we've fucking crushed it. I mean, we'd get a thousand emails in a matter of 24 hours. Um, and these were good people. I mean, these are people signing up saying, Hey, I want this offer to do business with you at your play. I mean, it, it was a way to create great email lists. It still works now. Now it's more about getting your staff involved, getting 10, 15, 20 staff members to help with this copy and paste it, put it on their page, you know, and then that's what can make the offer go viral locally, not viral nationally. Who gives a shit if you're in Florida and yeah. someone in Tennessee want, is seeing this, you want your local market. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, th so that's hmm. kind of the, the viral offer promotion is getting people to like, share, ask for, you know, engagement um, in order to receive what it is. And if, again, you got a lousy, cheap, weak offer, what are the chances people are going to do that for you? You know, you have to give them a great value. If you want something from them, they need to get something of value back, right? It's just trading value for value. Value for them to promote you and put this offer in front of all their friends or a good majority of them on Facebook. Um, and they need something back in exchange, right? So, I mean, that's the way to look at it. Don't go cheap about it. Um, because if you do, you're not going to get the greatest results and it will come back in the long run. And again, it's all about the long-term strategy front end with a viral offer promotion. Isn't about making a shit ton of money on the front end, although you can, but if you get hundred, 200 brand new people in the door, how many of them are going to come back again? How, even if just 1% of those people, 2% of those people became a really loyal regular at your bar and are there three, four days a week, it adds up. 
social media is so incredibly powerful for this business, yet so few operators, general managers, owners are adept at using social media properly. And like you mentioned a minute ago, the algorithms are changing every once in a while. So would you recommend that there's always somebody on staff that's just all over this stuff that knows more than you do? And, you know, that would be a best practice. And, you know, use your staff to be brand ambassadors for your business and to post all this stuff and it goes viral. I mean, what? Yeah, I mean, you definitely got to use them. That's one of our key things. When we hire people, yeah. um, we have a automated process now that they go through, fill out their W-4, all that kind of stuff. And then they uh-huh. get the expectations. And it, I use something called DocuSign. So they initial everything, they sign everything. Um, but one of the expectations on there of them is that they help promote us on social media. The whole team does. Even if it's not your shift and we're promoting ladies night on Wednesday and you only work the weekends, we want you helping with that. And so what I started doing about maybe was it a year ago, maybe two years ago, I don't know, time flies. We started using Facebook groups is one of the best things I've started doing using okay. Facebook groups yeah. for our staff. Um, and if people tell you they don't have Facebook, well, they can, they can get a free account and they can still get in there. We use it for just, you know, general messages, updates, did something change in the POS, whatever it is, I'll do short little videos, you know, like this and tell them something new that's going on. Um, but anyways, we, I will, me or my manager, uh, will go and put something into the Facebook group and say, Hey guys, we want you to promote this copy and paste this. So they copy and paste it and we write it in, you know, the, the tense that they would be writing it. So we write it as if they're writing it. All we do is ask them to copy paste it. They could tweak it a little bit if they want to. And then we ask them to add an image. Um, and usually we get a lot of promo images done. So I will give them the link to like our Dropbox folder where the, where the image is. Right. Okay. And, say, yeah. and we train them all from the very beginning, click that link, go to it, pull it up on your phone, take a screenshot crop it, you know, save it to your photos. Now go put this on social media and use that image for it. You know, yeah, it's a little bit of extra work, but they need to do that. So it's funny. I just had a, a one of our waitresses who wants bartending shifts, um, this girl Cass, and uh, had a sit down with her. She keeps asking, I want to bartend, want to bartend to the managers. And I already told the managers, no, you know, if she's not going to help because she, she never promoted help with doing that. Sure. Um, we also Didn't earn it. Exactly. So she came to me and she wanted to sit down and I was happy to sit down with her. And she says, so I want to do this. I says, listen, you're not going to bartend and I'll tell you why. I said, I want people back here who could bring people in the door who bring value to my business. I don't look at bartenders or servers as bartenders and servers. You're all salesmen. You are all to get people in the door. Whoever brings the most amount of people in the door gets the best shifts and also gets behind the bar. I said, but on top of that, you would never share any of the stuff that we wanted to do on social media. I said, but now that, and I said, I see that you've been doing it now because I've made comments over the last month about, hey, you know, if you want shifts, you want this and that, we need help. There's some of you that aren't doing it. Just don't expect to get X, Y, Z, you know, if you're not helping out. And I explained that to her. I says, now that you want these bartending shifts and now you're doing this, I says, it doesn't work that way. You know, you got to do this stuff from the beginning. I says, it can yep. maybe happen in the future, but I says, I need to see commitment from you, right? You want something from me. I want something from you. Um, but I says, that's the way it works. You got to earn your way up. I'm not going to just give anything to anybody. Um, so that's how I am with, with social media and sharing because on a Facebook page these days to so these business owners who are like, oh, all you need is Facebook and Instagram and posts. Well, very little people see that. Five years ago, 
half the people that were on your Facebook page on your business page would see it probably, you know, now it's like, I think they say 5%. I don't know the exact stats, but it's like very, very little, unless you make it go viral by asking people to share and comment and whatnot. Um, so I, I'm very big on making sure that the staff is, is on top of sharing it and, and everything. And then, you know, just 10 X's, 20 X's, the amount of views that people see that. And then we still run ads. I mean, Every promotion, everything we do, we're always running ads. I mean, it's pay to play, you know. But here's the thing, too, that we do. Another piece of information that I think will help everybody. Can we track our results? How much money came in the door from promoting our Wing Wednesday or Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, or whatever the hell it is? No. You know, we're shouting out our prices, which there's a time and place for that. But what I do at the bottom, or what I've trained all our managers to do for about 90% of our posts, we don't, don't do it on every single one, but we have a VIP program, loyalty program. So at the bottom of everything, after we promote it, just as a post, even on ads, even on ads where we're just trying to get exposure, we'll put at the bottom, hey, want to become a Casey's VIP and receive a free $10 gift card every single month? Go to caseysvip.com. So then that way, we're still getting exposure for the promotion we're doing. But if that's getting in front of new people, I'm still able to get more people onto my email list into my loyalty program um, and just, you know, kill two birds with one stone. So, you know, it's not a lead generation ad where that's our focus and we're focusing on conversion of getting people to hand it over, but we're still being able to get all that info out there. When people see, oh shit, $10 gift card once a month. Yeah, I'll sign up, you know? Um, so, so that also helps. And so with that said, if you have a VIP program, some kind of offer where you're trying to always build your list, if you're just going to go let people know what's going on today or a band this weekend at the end of it, mm. always put a call to action, right? to get a lead, to get people on your email list, put some kind of offer out there that gets them in the door. You know, and if people are thinking, you know, listen to this, well, what if people sign up several times? There's way in today's technology where if someone signs up one time, the system looks at it and you can have a different email going out to them saying, hey, Bob, sorry, bud. So you already received this offer. It's only one time, one time, you know, offer to get into our VIP program, whatever it may be. You know, it's human nature that the negative most likely overshadows the positive. So what I mean by that is with social media and online reviews being so powerful, people are very quick to leave a negative review based on an experience that didn't go the way they hoped or expected it would, right? But more people are going to complain than are going to take the time to post something positive. Have you come up with any ideas that, uh, you know, sort of... Um, get people to leave a positive review for your business? Yeah, yeah. And so, and I've kind of already touched on this a little bit because what you you want to pre-frame in their mind before they ever do business with you. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm all about the customer experience. This is what you're going to experience when you come in. I really Mistakes like happen. So you want to put that in there, you know, from the very beginning. If you ever have a bad experience, let me know. So that kind of sets in a majority of their minds. Yeah. I get two to three emails a month from people Hey, Nick, we were in, I know, I hate to complain this and that, but I know you want to know these things. You do so I'm always teaching them this from the very beginning. And I reach out to them and I do everything that I can to solve the situation. Hey, I'll get your next, you know, meal, whatever it is. Then I'm able to better my team. Maybe we're not training them right. Right. So that's the first step. But now let's get them to leave a review. So what, what we set up in our systems is when people come in and use that, that VOP offer, right? The viral offer promotion, your front end offer to acquire new customers. When people use that offer, 
automatically an email is going to them, plain Jane email from me saying, hey, Bob, I saw you came in yesterday, used your XYZ offer, whatever it was. Hope you had a great experience. Um, you know, if you don't mind, let me know how your experience was. So I want them to reply back to me. And then what the system will do 24 hours later, and again, you could do this in so many different, different automated systems out there. Uh, I say, oh, Bob. Bob, hey, I totally forgot to even mention this in yesterday's email. Yeah. If you, you know, feel you had a great experience, we got a goal this month to, to get another 50 great reviews on Facebook. If you don't mind, click this link right here. You can just leave a five-star. If you want to leave a couple sentences, that's even better for us. Hope you had a good experience. So what happened here is it's all about uh, reciprocation, right? And child, or, uh, or who's the guy on persuasion? Uh, Robert Cialdini? I think, anyways, he's uh, what he talks about in, in like his book. Yeah, his book all about persuasion. I have it over here. It's uh, persuasion. Robert Cialdini. Yeah, so it's all about persuasion. But when it's all about reciprocation, when you give something of value to somebody, they are willing to reciprocate back. So hey, I just gave them this amazing offer to come in. They just had a good experience, and now I'm reaching out saying, hey, we got this goal. We're you know, it's really going to help our business. Would you mind taking? 10 seconds out of your day to just click this link and leave us a five-star review. So that gets us great reviews all the time. And people have used that offer. And that means that they've been in the business. The other thing we set up is 30 days after they've actually been on our email list, we send an email out to them on Monday. It's set to go out on a Monday and say, Hey, it's Nick. You know, um, I saw that, uh, uh, or happy Monday to you, you know, so it seemed like this is a real email, you know, going out on Monday, hope you're having a good Monday. Um, and we just tell them again, Hey, we're really trying to get some great Google reviews this month. We got a goal to get 20 of them. If you don't mind, click this link and leave one. And honestly, we get, we get about one a day. We're getting about 30 a day. Uh, last week we got like four or five on a Friday and they're all great reviews. And I mean, it's just, and it's, that's the thing. It's automated. Like for mm. these bar and restaurant owners who are just mm. like struggling with, Oh, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time or whatever it is. Like you got to create systems within your business. Just like you said, with your newsletter, you lost track and you couldn't outsource that shit. Right. <laughs> I mean, we should be creating yeah, systems, better training and creating promotions that make us money, not doing fucking payroll and, and answering to, you know, posting on, on social media, like, my managers do all that stuff now, but you train them and teach them what you yeah, want. Yeah, it's to put a system. Yeah, it's just it's all about systems. systems. Yep. But the most important is having a system for attracting new people, giving, getting them to leave good reviews, being able to follow up with them on autopilot when they come in, because that blows people away. They actually see you give a shit about them, and yeah. they don't know it's automated unless you got a big fancy looking template, which is the last thing you want to do. You want it to look like you just sat at your computer and manually typed it out. Sure. Um, so yeah, that, that's important. And birthday systems are obviously another big, big one that I love to automate because that just brings in a shit ton of people for us. <laughs> that's awesome. What's your take on discounting? You know, there's sort of a divided camp. Lots of old school people think discounting is the only way to go. There's, you know, other people will say, oh, once you discount something, people never want to pay full price on it. And there's got to be some balance there, Nick. What's your take on that? There is. So here's my take. And there's a lot of experts out there who say discounting hurts your brand. And I hate that they say that because yes, it is true, but it's also false. Um, If you just went out there, let's use a 50% off example 
or a yeah. free cheeseburger example. And we go out and we tell people, hey, come in today, you get a free cheeseburger. Hey, come in today, you get 50% off. Yeah, that could devalue your brand, hurt your brand, and just when you're saying that. But when you give people the reason why behind it, that, hey, we're doing this because we want to get new people in the door. We want to give you a great offer. Try us out. Mm-hmm. You know, you might be a little skeptical, whatever. We want to give you a great, ex- great experience first. And then we're hoping you come back multiple times and pay, you know, full price in, in the future. Now they understand that, right? And I like to explain this to people. It's like, imagine you're sitting in Vegas, um, you know, and you're walking down the strip and this guy comes up, says, hey, I own whatever, you know, nicest restaurant in Vegas. And, uh, pretty much he tells you, I want you to come by tomorrow. I got this new five course meal that we're going to be doing. We're going to be selling it for 500 bucks. I'm not going to charge you anything for it. I just want you and four, four of your friends, six of your friends to come in and I'm going to give this to you all on me, right? I just want your feedback. I need to get feedback from everyone first before I start this whole new promotion, this new five course meal where we're going to be charging people $500. When that guy walks away, are you going to think, oh man, this guy is this guy's, you know, he's hurting. He's just doing whatever he can to get people in the door. Mm-hmm. This, not at all, you know, because he gave the reason why behind it that he has a strategy to this of bringing you in. He needs to get feedback to know if this is going to be good, if anything needs to be changed, what have you in the future. So I like using that that kind of story because you're not going to think that of someone, right? But if you just saw an ad of, hey, come in and get free dinner tonight, you might be thinking, What's, how, how can these yeah. guys make money? What, what's the, <laughs> the catch? catch yeah, like, like <laughs> what is it? Where are the weasel clauses? So yeah. it's always just backing everything up with a reason to why you're doing it. Um, and I think that empowers your brand because when you're upfront and honest with people, you know, I, I even like to, so when I'm coming up with offers now, especially to my list, like I don't want water drinkers. I don't want the cheap coupon cutters. So what we do with all of our restrictions to eliminate these people is we'll say, Hey, you got to have two beverages. And I'll tell people the reason why we do two beverages is we need to make something back on our food. I'm in the business to make a profit. You know, I have people to pay. I got taxes to pay. I'm going to give you a great offer, right? But I'm, my target market is I'm looking for drinkers, right? I want people who are going to come in and, and have a couple drinks. Um, my target market isn't people who just want free food. So I like to push people away that I don't want to do business with, you know, and, and that's what's important too about these offers is that people think, oh, you're just going to attract, you know, sh- shitty people who don't want to pay. Some of that's true. Yeah, there's a percentage of people that that will attract and you push them away with restrictions. You do think the way you, you want to do things on your terms. Don't make it good for Friday, Saturday night if you're already packed. You know, you don't need to do that. Do it on other nights and make it that, you know, they're, they're going to buy a couple beverages or whatever else it is that you need to do in order to make, you know, something with that that's going to eliminate just those cheap water people. And not, not against people who don't drink and only have water because sometimes I go out to eat and I only have, have water as well. But if I'm getting a great offer, I'm going to understand, like, well, money's got to be spent here, you know, Clearly. in order. Yep. Yeah. So, so that's, that's the way I look at it, it, it discounting. I think it's one of the fastest ways you can grow a business. Cause I've done it myself and in, in, in both of my businesses, uh, Fozzie's that we just launched in August, but even with our clients, the very first thing we start out with VOP promotion, let's build this list as fast as we can. Let them get these first messages, get them in the door, you know, and then think about the lifetime value of that person. Now, What's the strategy with using this list? Oh, let's book parties and events. Let's focus on Wednesday and double Wednesday nights and, and 
only speak to the people who we've already spent money marketing to in the past who've given us their personal information. And the other great thing about that too is you can take all their phone numbers and emails, upload it to Facebook alone, create an audience of just those people and run ads only to them. So now if they're not getting your emails, because email open rate, you know, you might be getting yeah. 20, 25, yeah. 30%. Yeah. Well, if they're not seeing the email because you're popping up in the promo inbox in Gmail, mm. you could at least put the ad in front of them on Facebook and, and Instagram. What's great about that is you only got to spend maybe 10 bucks to hit them all. You know, you don't have 50,000 people to hit or 20,000 people to hit. You might only got two or 3,000 people that are on your list. To hit two, 3,000 people with ads of people who've said, hey, I want to do business with you costs very little in the ROI skyrockets. Sweet. So it's not the shotgun approach. It's very focused. It's very strategic and targeted. These are all awesome ideas. Yeah. I mean, you just, you gotta be, there has to be a strategy. Like if I'm going to yeah. do this, okay, that's great. But what else can we do two weeks later, 30 days later, 45 days later with the people that take advantage of this offer, right? How can we get the highest ROI from the front end dollars that we put into this and be able to bring them back in through emails, through text messages, or through Facebook ads, but only targeting those people, but we're only spending maybe 10 bucks on that to get them back in the door, you know, for something else. And again, it doesn't have to be a discount. You could invite them in or do, like I like doing packages of four. We got this one person. Now I want them to go just get a small group. Sometimes it's hard for people to bring in 20, 30 people. Not very hard for them to go bring in another couple, you know. So I'll try to create offers where we can, uh, hey, bring in a table or bring, bring in a group of four and we're going to give you 20% off on your tab, you know, or off on your food and they don't get anything off on the drink. So there's just, it's all about creating different offers and structures and figuring out what works. Some of them work time and time again. Some of them fail, but you don't know until you do them. And if they fail, you know what not to do next time. You know, we used to do a lot with loyalty cards, you know, mag stripe cards. We called it a kickback card because we built this huge mug club in our business and then everybody got what we called the kickback card and we randomly programmed our POS system to award prizes to you know, people that use that card. And the more you used it, the greater your chances for winning prizes. And then it would also track, you know, the biggest spend every month. And we rewarded our biggest spenders every month. And, you know, one person every season got their customized bar stool with their name carved in the top and all that kind of cool stuff. And it stayed at our place that encouraged them to just come back. These are all things you can do to, you know, to boost that loyalty and get people to believe in what I call affinity for your business. You know, that really powerful sense of belonging. Oh yeah, for sure. And and people feel appreciated. They feel valued. That's it. It's that about kind of value. Stuff. It's about value added and taking care of your good customers, recognizing and rewarding people that reward your business with their business. It's great. That's what it's about. So Nick, Definitely. you opened up uh, a new place recently. Is that it? It's Fozzie's Bar and Grill? Yes, Fozzie's Bar and Grill. Um, crushing it right now. It's doing doing really well. You know, That's still awesome. in that honeymoon phase, I think, but I yep. think we're going to keep it. The atmosphere is much different, very clean, kind of mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's a pretty cool place. You know, I, I still have my consulting business, Bar Restaurant Success, and I thought, how can I build this place and be yeah. out of it in 90 days? So I thought that whole plan through and just figured out I want nothing to do with the kitchen, which I haven't had anything to do with the kitchen in a while. But, yeah. you know, I, I'm not going to be doing the money in the morning. I'm not going to, like, how can I work from home and only spend five hours a week on it? Um, after doing all that, you know, we got our, I was there pretty much from open to close the first 63 days. Um, after that, I felt comfortable enough to not have to be there anymore. We had our managers in place. Um, 
And now I pretty much just do the marketing promotion side of things, which yep. is the part I love to do. Um, and now I just go in when, when I want to, you know, um, and the rest of the team takes care of it. Also helps having my wife. She does the money some mornings, but we got two other people that, that do the money. Uh, Rodney, our other manager from Casey's. Um, so it's just, you know, delegating certain things to different people. Could I make more money if I was there more and cut hours from other people? Absolutely. But I spend the time focusing on creating new promotions, building our, like we just started a, a ladies night um, four weeks ago. And it's just, it's insane how well it's done, but it's because we did partnerships with 12 different salons and whatever. We get over 2000 two to $3,000 worth of prizes to give away every Wednesday. So we're just packed every Wednesday night, tons of women in there. And our sales are anywhere from 2000 to $2,500 more than what they were previously to that. Besides during the holidays, the holidays were great because of parties and whatnot, but before the holidays compared to now and in, in, in the uh, January, February, you know, but th that's where owners should be spending their time. How do we grow the business? What are the strategies we can do instead of doing all the tedious stuff that you could easily pay someone 10 to 15 bucks an hour to do? Yeah, we used to call that minutia. But again, now you're talking about working on your business. So you decide when you exit and how you delegate to good people that have your back and run your business for you. And then you can focus on the big picture and the marketing, the promo stuff that you're the guru of, but really drives business. That's awesome. Yeah, but what really taught me all that stuff, I mean, it's not that easy for someone to say, oh, easy for you, Nick, right? I mean, it. it it is now because I've gone through it. But when yeah. I had Casey's and I decided to start Bar Restaurant Success and I had to figure out, okay, I'm working 40 to 50 hours a week in the bar doing stuff. How do I now take myself out of that and spend 40 to 50 hours with my clients with Bar Restaurant Success? And that's where I hired productivity coaches. I started learning more about mm -hmm. personal development and I just... I had to go find another mentor now to say, hey, here's how you delegate. Here's how you put systems in place. Here's how you create processes and checklists and stuff that people can follow. So once I started doing more and more of that, I was able to take myself outside of the business and then also eventually trust them. I mean, the hardest thing was the biggest lesson I learned was there's no way in hell nobody's going to do it as good as you do. You have to accept that, right? Like no one's going to take care of my customers at my bar better than me, right? But if we want to live a life and, and be with our kids, we have to understand that, you know, we can train other people to do well and do great, but we have to accept the fact that, you know, you just, you just got to walk away and let it happen. People are going to fuck up, right? But when they do that, is it because the way you train them, is it the system you have in place broken? Most of the time, 90% yeah. of the time, it is the owner's fault for why managers are not doing well. And it's because they're not being trained right or they don't have the right systems in place. And that's the truth. We just got done systematizing a lot of different stuff for Fozzie's. It was the worst work. I hate doing that kind of stuff. But I also understand that yeah. you put in the hard work up front. Yeah. Once those systems are in place of how to train, how to hire, like we just got done doing all these video trainings. It was a lot of work, 50, 60, 70 hours, probably a work of meetings and figuring out how we're going to onboard people and just opening, closing, like I'm trying to systematize this. My goal is to uh, license this concept out and have 10 of them in 10 years. Awesome. That's so great. that's why I'm doing all this, but yeah. any business should do that. But cool. this is what allow you have to go through the grunt work, hard work of doing all this, because once you're able to do that, then you don't have to do it anymore. And you can trust that 
everyone's doing it the way that you want to. And then you just have little accountability systems in place. But again, not easy to do. I had to go hire a coach, someone yeah. who knows how to get shit done with a little time and how to train certain people. I didn't know anything about that. I knew how to market. I knew how to get people in the door. You know, I knew all of that because I learned from other people. Well, now there's a whole nother side of the business or, you know, in yourself that you got to learn is how do you create systems? So the business runs itself, you know, so you could be on vacation for two weeks and not worry about it. Still making good money. You know, I mean, that's the ultimate thing. Yeah. So many bar and restaurant owners are like, Oh, I want to make more money. I want to make more money. It's not about more money. You want more freedom. So yes. you got more money, you can pay other people to do shit for you. <laughs> yeah, it's all about time freedom. And that, you're absolutely right about that philosophy. And, and we share the same thing. You got to put the hard work in up front, but then look at how your future will be. And you don't want to run a restaurant or a bar. You want to build a brand, exactly. you know, an unstoppable brand that dominates the competition, that has growth potential. And you want to surround yourself with great people that literally get incentivized to run your business for you. And that's when you've got a system in place. Exactly. And when you can do that, that's when you're making money and not having to be there, you know, but what holds a lot of people back is I can never get there. I can never get there. I know, you know, mindset though, right? It's a paradigm shift. It's all mindset. I mean, if you just, if you want it bad enough, you can get it is the way I look at anything. If your kid you know, was held ransom for $50,000 and you don't have 50 grand in your account, you will find a fucking way to go get $50,000 to get your kid back. For sure. Yep. It all just depends on how bad you want it. (laughs) How much work are you willing to put into it? Yeah. Well, this has been a super inspiring episode, Nick, and I really appreciate you joining us as a guest today. Yeah, not a problem. Uh, Thanks for having me on, Roger. That was the Restaurant Rockstars podcast audience. Thanks for listening as always. And we'll see you in the next episode. Guys, wasn't that a great episode with Nick Fosberg? You know, he is not only a multi-unit operator himself, so he knows what he speaks, but he really is a marketing genius and promotional expert. So I think there's lots of takeaways in this episode that you are immediately actionable in your own operation. If we're talking about bar, the bar is the one place in your operation where you can maximize your profits. It is so profitable to sell alcohol in relation to selling food. Yes, you need both, but the bar is where you can really make some money. Now, I'm, I'm big on talking about what I call affinity, you know, that cheers formula. People want to go where everyone knows their name. And I have a new product on how to start a mug club in your operation. Now, years ago, I started a mug club in my business and it started small. I think we started with 50 mugs, but the beauty is you can sell the memberships and get immediate cash flow. This is something that can be sponsored. You can find a sponsor to pay for the mugs and pay for value-added things like t-shirts and what we call kickback cards, which are loyalty cards that are all tied to the program. And then you build it one at a time and it actually builds itself. It's the kind of thing that sells itself where your mug club members are getting value added. They feel like they belong to that club. You give them excellent service and then they market that mug club for you. And the next thing you know, they bring in their friends and they bring in their relatives and they tell this person to join. And then the club grows and grows and grows. Years ago, we started with 50 mugs. And when I sold my restaurant in 2014, my lead restaurant, we had about 950 mug club members, each of which paid us $50 a year to belong to the club. And that was year after year after year. 
free and clear cash flow. But the beauty is it's not just about the upfront cash. It's about the loyalty you create with your customers and how often these people come in and buy beer and buy food and buy retail merchandise and spread the word as brand ambassadors for your business. So go to restaurantrockstars.com and check out our new Mug Club course. It's totally turnkey. I will teach you everything you need to do to start a Mug Club in your own restaurant. All the ins and outs. It's right there. Thanks for listening once again. If you like what you're hearing, please leave us a review on iTunes. It will help other operators find us, and we will see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Restaurant Rockstars Podcast. For lots of great resources, head over to restaurantrockstars.com. See you next time.